This whole month we've been talking and exploring um, Advent specifically, uh, and Ashley took a poll last week. How many of you have engaged in Advent previous to your Liberty experience? How, know about Advent? Are aware of Advent? Good, 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 good. Uh, so what's so great is that it's all about a season. Uh, I don't, well, I don't know how great it is, but it's all about a season of waiting, right? That's what Advent is. The heart of Advent is how we wait, not just how, how we wait for Christ as he came as a baby. And that's what a, the Advent is the culmination um, of, of him coming to earth, but also how he comes to us, how we wait for him to come to us in our daily lives, and then how he will come to us in his glorious reappearing. And that is what, in, and that is what we wait for. So at an Advent heart is a hopeful heart. It's a joy-filled heart. It's a love-filled heart. And we've done um, all three of the candles. Today we're going to light the last candle. We talked about the hope candle on the very, very first week of Advent. And Advent invokes hope, right? We don't know when, but we know for sure. We don't know when, but we know for sure. And hope is this joyous anticipation of a good that is not yet here, not yet seen. We talked about the word uh, kava, the Hebrew word kava. It says, it says in Psalm 27, 14, wait with hope for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart be courageous. Yes, wait with hope for the Lord. And this word kava means to bind together or to be stretched like a cord. So we literally get the sense of as you wait, as you are being stretched, because life is stretching, right? By the very nature of living, life is stretching. As you wait, as you are stretched, as things are shifting around you, as you find yourself in a place that you did not expect to be, as you wait, wait on the Lord. Wait with hope, knowing that things are not as they should be, but will be one day wait with hope. And then we talked about the peace candle. We lit the peace candle. Bring it all to peace. We sing a song that says, bring it all to peace, Lord Jesus. Please bring it all to peace, right? Recognizing that peace comes from outside of us. Peace is not something we can manufacture. It comes from outside of us. It comes from the prince of peace. And peace begins with forgiveness, forgiving ourselves, forgiving other people. To have peace, forgiveness must be present. And so leaning into that, what does that look like? Because I don't know about you, but I need some peace in my life. I need it. But I recognize that I can't get it on my own. I long for it. I need, I need a peace that doesn't make sense in the circumstance that I find myself. I need, somebody, I need peace that doesn't make sense. That's what I need. Peace in the midst of loss and grief and doubt and anxiety. Peace while I wait, while I hope. Emmanuel, God with us, bring us peace. And then last week, we turned the corner and we lit the joy candle. Joy, this is a great quote from Sarah Bessie. Joy is born, not from pretending that everything is fine, but from holding both hope and truth together. Joy is the intermingling of hope and truth together. Our joy is rooted in this hope and this confidence that God is steadily putting things back together. 
He is putting things back together again. He, is not, he will not tire. He has not fallen asleep on the job. He has not quit. Jesus has not forgotten us. We are a people of life and not debt. Our joy comes from knowing that Jesus is as good as we hope. And it's all worth it. And then this week, week number four, we, we are lighting the love candle. Uh, and and uh, different traditions have different ways of talking about this candle specifically. It, it's either the love candle or the, uh, the presence candle. And I love that because if you think about it, God motivated by his love for us sent the presence of Jesus. So it all works together. And we know John 3.16 really, really well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him and is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. So Father, we pray this week, in this final week of Advent, May we pause often and give thanks for your amazing love for us. May we be mindful that during this season, there are so many out there hurting. Open our eyes, Lord, that we would see what you see and give us the courage to step out and demonstrate your love in our actions and our words. In your wonderful and precious name, amen. How many of you in here would say that you are master gift givers? Like you can give an incredible gift. Yes, I know you both of you are master gifts. Yes, amazing. Like you're so good at them. It's, it's almost too good. And your family and, and friends are almost resent you because you are so good at it. And you're like, ah, I can never. This is in my family. Like I, I used to be this way. I used to be a master gift giver in my family. And then 2019 happened. Guys. And it just, it just all went away for me. Um, and I'm, I'm, for the sake of time and my dignity, I'm going to tell you one of the stories that happened when my master gift giver card was pulled. Um, but let's rewind back to Mother's Day of, of this year in May. Now, um, I could have given the mother of my children exactly what she wanted, which was, and this, isn't not, this is not everyone's season. This is just the season we find ourselves in right now. All she really wanted for Mother's Day was some time and space for herself. Like she just wanted to go off and take a nap or read like one page in a book that she was reading without being interrupted or just like stare at a window, not think about anything, just stare at a window. This is what she wanted for Mother's Day. But wait, I need my prop. It's somewhere under those coats. Can you hand me my bag? Yes, perfect. I'll just take this for the grand reveal. So, uh, but that wasn't good enough for me, right? As a master gift giver, I was like, I've got to go over and above. This is the woman of my children. She gave birth twice. I need to really show her how much I care about her. And, and it's something that she would really appreciate, really love, really, you know, that she, and she would be so moved by the gift that we would feel closer in the, in the giving and the receiving. And so I, so I scoured the internet, I looked everywhere, and I came up with the perfect gift. The Theragun. 
Now, for those of you that don't know, this is like a modern uh, invention that uses percussive therapy. And I was told that it was really good. That it's really great. It, it takes away all your aches and pains. If you're into CrossFit or whatever, you can like, you know, get in, the, really, really get in there. Otherwise, when you otherwise couldn't. So I thought this was great. I thought it was awesome. Uh, and then, and then I gave it to Ashley. And she did not appreciate it. In fact, her first words were, I could have gotten two massages for the price of that Theragun. I was like, I know, but I can do this for you. And she's like, I, I don't like it. Now, the, what I failed to realize is that a gift given out of true love actually serves the person receiving the gift, right? A true gift, true love gives gifts that serve the other person receiving it. I did not serve Ashley. I served myself. Truth be told, I really wanted the Theragun. <laughs> so I thought it was something that we could do together and enjoy. That's not how, that's not how it went down. Anyway, I'm selling that for a cheap price after this if someone is still in need of a Christmas present last minute. God sent the gift of Jesus to serve us. That's what love does. Love serves. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name. That's the name of Jesus. And that every, name, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So a perfect gift given in love serves us. A perfect gift given in love also comforts us. And we see in Hebrews, for this reason, he had to be made like them. Jesus had to, had to be made like us. Fully human in every way. I think we forget that about Jesus because it's Jesus, right? We forget that he was fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He's able to help those are being tempted. He is our ever-present help. He has come to comfort us. I read this the first, the first week of Advent, but it just, I've been, I've been mulling over it this whole, this whole month, and so I'm going to read it again. This comes from Dorothy Sayers. It's, she says, the incarnation means that for whatever reason, God chooses to let us fall. Whatever reason God chose to let us suffer, to be subject to sorrows and death, he has nonetheless had the honesty and the courage to take his own medicine. He can exact nothing from man that he has not exacted from himself. 
He himself has gone through the whole of human experience, from the trivial irritations of family life and the cramping restrictions of hard work and lack of money to the worst horrors of pain and humiliation, defeat, despair, and death. He was born in poverty and suffered infinite pain all for us and thought it well worth his while. Love came to serve us. Love came to comfort us. And love came to save us. We read earlier in John 3.16 that the reason God sent his son as a human was so that he could go to the cross and bear the weight of our sin. All of our sin. All of the sin we've ever committed, all of the sin we ever will commit, it has already been paid for. And I think we get in this cycle of like, oh, it wasn't enough. The cross wasn't enough for what I've done. And that simply isn't true. It's not true. Whatever it is, whatever you've done, whomever you've hurt, whoever has hurt you, the cross is enough. And so we go from the manger to the cross. And God says it was worth it. As much pain and torment and abuse that Jesus dealt with on his way to Golgotha, God says it was enough. Now come home. Come to me. And it's not just one time that we have to be saved, right? As far as, oh, oh our, our eternal salvation is just one time. Don't worry about it. But I am daily being saved from myself, right? I am daily being saved. I was like, God, I need your help on this. I can't do it. I've tried to do it my way. This is how I did it. This is how it went. Theragun. <laughs> it didn't go well. It didn't go well. I need your help. I need your help. I need you to show me how you see things. I need you to show me how you think about things. I want to be close to you. And because you sent Jesus, we can do that. I can be close. Because he bridged the gap in our relationship. He brought us into right relationship with him through Jesus. Thank you, God. So I, I wonder if we could just all close our eyes. And this is just a time of prayer with God. And maybe you're here today with somebody uh, and you, you typically don't come to church, and that's okay. But you're here today. And maybe in this short message, or maybe in the kids' play, I don't know, maybe, maybe there is something stirring in you that says, you know what? I've tried this so long to do it on my own. And if I just had a little more effort, I, I thought if I just had a little more effort in things, I could, I could make this work out. But things just aren't working out, and I'm just not satisfied. I'm just not fulfilled. There's something missing in my life. And perhaps, may I submit, perhaps that thing is a relationship with Jesus. Perhaps in, in this time of year, as, as things are, but there's just a different atmosphere of, of love and 
goodwill towards all. Maybe it's opened, maybe this month has opened you just a little bit more to hear like, hey, maybe there is something happening. Maybe I am, maybe there is a still small voice saying, come home, just come home. I wonder if you would have just the courage, nobody's looking, just the courage to kind of raise your hand and say, Cody, that's me. I, I haven't really ever made a decision to follow Jesus, but I'd like to do that today. Or I'd like to start that today. If that's you, would you just raise your hand for me right now?